Hey there! Welcome to the Rambling Gals Podcast. We are your hosts, Angela and Adriana, and here you'll find pretty much everything travel-related. We took a trip a few years ago and made a fair amount of mistakes that cost us money and messed up our plans. And since then, we've worked on perfecting travel itineraries and made it a goal to get as many people as we could out into the world exploring. So here you'll find our best travel tips and tricks, interviews with other travelers and business owners, a little bit of storytelling, and a lot of tomfoolery. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is all about driving, specifically in Europe. We've rented cars in several countries and we've come across a few tips and tricks that we'd like to pass along. I think that most people, when they go to Europe, they think of traveling by train, which is a really great choice, but they often forget that traveling by car in a lot of places and specific places is a really good idea and can be much better than traveling around by train. Yeah. So we want to talk about this kind of the situations when we would rent a car. So because the rail is so good in Europe, you can usually go bigger city to bigger city and there's regional trains that go to smaller cities. But we have found that if you want to explore a certain region, like say you're going to Florence and you want to explore the Tuscany region, like picking up a car for a few days is a really great way to just stop basically wherever you want to stop and not have to rely on what might be limited regional train schedules or um, routes and things like that. So it just kind of opens up for you to do what you want. And uh, last year I rented a car in France and Germany and I could have gotten around by train, but I had the option that I could stop in a lot of those smaller towns um, that I ended up stopping that I otherwise probably would have just missed by train because you kind of just like pass through all those little places when you're on the train. Plus you're on your own schedule and you don't have to worry about getting to the train station and by a certain Mm -hmm. time and you don't have to get there by a certain time. So you can kind of just go at your own pace. Yeah. It's so nice. I really do love it actually. Yeah. It's amazing. Everyone should do it. Uh, Yep. The car rental costs really are not that expensive. Um, I've, we found for, like Angela's trip that she took um, to France and Germany and my trip in the UK throughout the Cotswolds is kind of the same prices I would find here in the U S in most places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was about 200 or so dollars for the two weeks that we had our rental car. And um, so there's like, obviously all the costs that go along with renting a car at home, but there's also some things that you don't really think about. Um, so obviously there's gas, which can be kind of a larger cost, but usually the cars there are smaller and you're not driving a whole lot. So even though the gas is, you know, it's like six or $7 a gallon, but, uh, your car gets really good gas mileage. So it's not that much. And then something that I came across in France that I had no idea was going to happen was that there was tolls for every, uh, province that we crossed through. So we had to pay each time we we passed through a new place, which was a cost that I wasn't planning on having. And so just to give you an idea, like just from going, it's a six hour drive from Paris to Bordeaux and it will cost about 70 or or 60 ish dollars just to do that. And that's just passing through the toll areas. So depending on where you're going, 
tolls can be a thing that you will need to do some research on and look up. And then you can also like plan your route around those things also. Yeah. And also parking, which usually isn't too expensive when you're driving throughout the Cotswolds, it was like a pound here or there. So that really wasn't that bad, but just maybe have, I can't remember if we used change or a card. Do you remember? I have used a card and cash or coins at a kiosk before. Okay. I think it's just um, a good idea to have some change on you anyways, just in yeah. case. Right. And then obviously if you're staying in a bigger city, like we parked in Munich, which was a bad choice to make. And it cost, I think it was $30 for just a few hours. Yeah. So yeah, that's just something that you have to know. And then age, just like the United States. I don't know if you have to pay more to rent a car or they just won't let you. Uh, it they depends. I know here you can, yeah. run, but you, you do have to pay more. And right. some of the places, I think the places there say that as well. But I know when we were in Ireland, we were 23 and we were trying to get a rental car and they just flat out wouldn't rent to us. <laughs> yep. So, so we found perfect. somebody that was of age to rent Please the car let with us. Pay more. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we couldn't we couldn't rent there, which was a real bummer. But we did end up driving the our friend's rental car. <laughs> right, so. they rented it basically in their name because they were old enough, and then we just drove really slowly. Yes, and carefully <laughs> obeying all signs and rules. Right. <laughs> okay, and when you're renting a car, there's obviously some different options. Um, smaller compact smaller compact cars or bigger cars if you have a bigger group luxury if you're fancy and you want something fancy or mm -hmm. the basic <laughs> car the biggest one is manual and automatic so pretty much everybody there drives a manual and they know how so the manual rentals are much cheaper so if you can drive manual even if it's in england on the left side of the road we still chose to do manual not only because we're cheap but we thought it would be kind of fun and <laughs> If you drive manual, you get used to it. It's really, I was really nervous at first, but you just kind of get into the rhythm and it's, it's quite all right. <laughs> right. The only thing, the only weird thing I think is that the feet are the same, but your hand is on the other side shifting. And so, yeah, you just have to take a few minutes when you get in and just get used to it. But yeah, it will definitely save you money if somebody in your group knows how to drive a manual and uh, save you that cost that you can spend it on other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and also like having a smaller car is nice because sometimes the streets are really small. So it's easier to park and kind of get around if you get a, a small option, if you don't need all that space. Yeah, don't get a huge car, I guess, if you don't think you need it. Mm -hmm. Unless you, for some reason, need four wheel drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and so the next thing is getting around with GPS. We're pretty cheap, like we said. We <laughs> get GPS, and I think it's not only that we're cheap, it's just that we think we can do something we really want to be able to do it without having to have an automatic car or having to use GPS. Right. It's like a challenge, kind of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we just bring our phones, and we'll look on our phone and follow our little blue dot around, or we'll try out a paper map. But um, I can't remember what app it was, but my friend Sarah and I, we used this app to get around in the Cotswolds. Yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. what, say it again. Sigic. 
yeah, that is the one. And it gave us free GPS. So we just used that the whole time and we had GPS, but it was free. So I couldn't believe it, but it worked and it was amazing. And I'm horrible with directions. So that was good to have. Angela's a lot better with directions. So when I'm on a trip with her, it's not as, uh, I don't feel as nervous because she's often <laughs> driving. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so we just kind of familiarize ourselves with whatever route we're going to be taking. And I found the places that we rented a car, it wasn't like crazy freeways where it's like, you know, super busy or there's a million freeways you need to figure out what to take. Usually the ones that we're driving on, it's like out in the countryside. If you're going to explore, there's like a road that you need to take. So I found that it's not quite as confusing. Yeah, it is nice because the Cotswolds are small and you can just follow the signs kind of. Yeah, super nice. So then insurance, just like in the U.S. also, they always want to sell you the insurance and collision waiver and all that stuff. But if you have a travel credit card, sometimes it covers you. So we always tell people, just call your credit card company and ask. And that way you don't have to, to um, pay that expense. And then we always get travel insurance where there's either it's included in the travel insurance. There's the deductible or you can add it on for a few bucks. And that way, if you're going to be renting a car, you know for sure that you have international uh, car insurance for a car okay. rental. Yeah, definitely look into insurance and make sure you have some sort of coverage and in insurance. Yep, you don't want to mess around with that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure do. So then, if when you're actually driving, if you're going to be in a place that's where you're driving on the opposite side of the road, just you know, really make sure you pay close attention when you first get in the car. You know, take that extra second to make sure you're first of all looking the right direction because you're going to be used to looking the other way for oncoming traffic. And so just getting used to like looking the right way. And when you make a turn, like if you're making a left-hand turn that you're going on the correct side of the road and just all of those things. And then again, like in the Cotswolds or in England, there's a ton of roundabouts and they can be kind of tricky if you don't know how a roundabout works. So just knowing the rules of the roundabout and the basic, like if you're on the outside, you're yielding. And if on your, you're on the inside, you have the right of way. Because a lot of, I feel like a lot of tourists don't know that. And then they kind of like jam up the roundabout and can cause accidents. Yeah. <laughs> and Some it's really easy to do. Use a roundabout here and we have them. So. Right. Um, it's also a lot. I mean, not everybody has the option of having someone there with them, a co-pilot. But <laughs> that's really helpful too. Just so make sure that your co-pilot is paying attention and can help you. Right. And just knowing the basics of either the road signs or just how things work. So for example, like some stoplights, they'll turn yellow before they turn green so that you know it's about time to go instead of the opposite of it goes green, yellow, red to slow down. And so just knowing those things helps you like not be so confused out in the world trying to get around. Um, so yeah, oh, and then I have a story about my mother I let my mom drive in England on the other side of the road, which I knew was a bad idea, <laughs> but I still let it happen. And she was doing okay. And every once in a while she would have like a slip up where she went, like she started to go the wrong way on the other side of the road. And then the final straw was she went 
the wrong way in a roundabout into oh. oncoming traffic. And I, I freaked out. <laughs> I was, she almost killed us. So right after that, I just told her to pull over and I was driving because it was, that wasn't going to work for me. That uh, is terrible. Yeah. So just don't do that to yourself. <laughs> and next, know the laws and speed limits. So this is really terrible. So, it still hurts. Driving through the Cotswolds, I saw, I don't even know if I ever saw a cop anywhere, but know that there are little cameras watching you. Big Brother is mm -hmm. watching. They You're are. Through, I had no idea. And I stayed pretty close to the speed limit the entire time, if not sometimes a little slower. <laughs> but um, I got home and got a charge for $50 from Europe Car. And I didn't know what it was about, and turns out it was um, a speeding ticket. That was just the finder's fee for them to give the authorities my information. So right. I, uh, I still have yet to receive the ticket, and it's been a really long time. But I'm just going to show up at your door one day. It'll just be like the system. It's really strange. So I didn't know that they were watching me, and I went five miles over the speed limit and got a ticket. So Right, and you just won't know until you get the ticket or until your card gets charged. Because you don't get a physical ticket. It's just like a camera watching you. And then it just whoop, or sends it over to the person giving you a ticket. Yeah. And so I got another one of those. I think it was a parking ticket. I honestly don't actually know exactly what it was. But my car just got charged like two to three months after we got home. And I just figured, oh, I guess that was a parking ticket that I didn't. no one gave me a ticket for. They just mail it to you. So just be cautious of that. And know that you need to go speed limit very closely. Yeah. And another weird thing was getting gas. So at home, obviously, you pay first and then you get the gas. And in some places, you get your gas and then you pay, which is really weird. But I guess it helps because then you it's kind of hard if you're trying to convert stuff and you don't really know how much your gas tank holds. So that way, you can just fill up and then go pay whatever it comes out to. But yeah, depending on where you're driving in what country I have found like a lot of the gas stations are have a lot going on. So in Germany, there was one like almost every single exit and it was super clean. And some of them even had restaurants and it was just like a good, really good situation. So just know if you're going to be driving out, you know, out and about that in certain countries, there's going to be less availability or more availability and the opposite of that was I was driving in Canada and they had a sign like get gas now, basically, because there's no gas station for like 80 miles or something. So just make sure you know that and get gas before you need it because you don't want to run into that whole situation in a foreign country either. Radio. Yep. And a good tip is... When we went to England, I was thinking of, I wasn't thinking, actually, I was going to get <laughs> our car rental out of London. And someone told me, uh, that's probably not a great idea. You might want to just get, take the train to Oxford and then get your uh, rental car there. So we ended up doing that. Way better idea because Angela told me her story. I think you got it in Paris and you left okay, but then you came in. There right. were tons of traffic. Yeah, it was horrible. But I wouldn't recommend getting it right in the city center. Yeah, it seems super yeah. convenient because you're like, oh, I'm just arriving in the city center either by train and I'll just pick it up. And it could be convenient and it could be an absolute nightmare. 
um, when we when we did pick up the car in Paris, we went super early in the morning and picked it up. And then on the way home, we were stuck on like the same mile strip for like two hours, just not moving. And it's really annoying. (laughs) Depends on what time you're getting it to. So yeah. Yeah. And even if you can pick it up, like usually there's multiple train stations where you can pick it up and you could pick it up like in one that's slightly out of the city center and just make it easier on yourself because you can just use public transportation to get to that train station and make it not as stressful on you. Right. But overall, renting a car has been really fun. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And three days in the Cotswolds, the open roads and just the countryside, it's so amazing to be able to have that freedom. Yeah, and I like it too because you can just stop wherever you want. And if you want to go have a picnic or something, you can just drive yourself to the grocery store and go get stuff and then go wherever you want. And it's just so nice. Especially, I mean, you don't need to have a rental car for your entire vacation. But we have found just picking one up for like three or four days to explore a specific area has been really nice. Yeah. And then we were going to do our own travel stories at the end of these. But I thought it would be fun if people sent us their travel stories. And so I think we should start doing that. What do you think? Sure thing. Yeah. I'd like to hear some other people's stories. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. I don't really care. If you have a fun travel story you want to share or a travel mishap, because we, Lord knows we have plenty of those, (laughs) (laughs) you can send us those too. And you can send them to us at our email address, which is hello at theramblinggals.com. And we will read them on here. Yeah. And since we're talking about that, else this isn't really a travel mishap, kind of. Um, <laughs> we were in Rotterdam and we were going to leave. We hadn't really explored the no. <laughs> <laughs> We were there for one night and friends we met were like, oh, you guys should explore it rather than going to that other place that we were going to go to just for the day because we were already there. Might as well explore it, take things a little slower. And so we decided to do that, and we were at the train station. This story just shows you how Angela should just <laughs> We're at the train station, and Angela and I were arguing about something, whatever it was. I'm sure I don't right? know what it was. <laughs> I have no idea. And we're just yelling at each other. And then uh, I'm telling her we should go one way, and she's yelling at me, no, we should go this way. And as she's yelling at me, no, let's go this way, she just takes a... F- a big old tumble and she falls like a sack of potatoes like I don't know how she didn't see it but she just walked like right off the railroad tracks <laughs> over this big old like <laughs> yeah it's it like, was like a drop curb, off at the train curbs, station four curbs stuck together and she just, <laughs> i just see her face right now she's turned around yelling at me walking forward and just flies forward twists both of her ankles and then i go walk miles to go find her some medicine (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't find any because the pharmacy that said it was on the map was not there and of course the downside besides angela getting hurt it did give me a good laugh it was quite (laughs) so rude (laughs) we kind of missed a day in paris and just kind of sat around (laughs) we missed a couple do you remember we were just like hold up so paris was the next destination we went to and I couldn't, I could barely walk. I remember trying to walk across just to go to the bathroom. And I was just hobbling around. I could barely walk. 
I think we ended up extending our stay in Paris because we didn't see anything for a few days because I couldn't move. Yeah. It was so pathetic. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then, like, three days later, we walked, like, 25 miles around Paris. This is why I just need to have a GoPro on my head and just be recording it all the time. So yeah. I can save a moment like that forever and share So it. many dumb things happen. <laughs> so now you've heard our embarrassing story, or my embarrassing story, I guess. <laughs> so feel free to send yours. That's what she gets for yelling at me. Yeah, well, karma's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> all right, well, that's all we have to say about renting cars. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Rambling Gals podcast. You can always head to our website, theramblinggals.com, for more travel resources and our archive of podcast episodes. If this podcast was right up your alley, we would love to receive a review from you. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode from us. See you on the next one.